Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker, and my co-host, Michelle Clare, will be joining us a little bit later. It is May 18th. It has been a quite a roller coaster ride here in the United States and around the world, and that's why we're so happy to have our premier astrologer and trends analyst with us tonight, to tell us what's going to be going on. We need some direction. We need some truth. And William Stickevers is here with us tonight. We're going to bring him on in just a few minutes. So I wanted to mention that next week, Aggie Nost is coming on to talk about the latest in ghost technology, which I particularly want to know what in the world they're using these days between the new microphones, the new cameras, uh, the new ghost boxes, we're going to hear all about it from Augie next week. And then the week after, we have Ed Edwards. Remember Ed and his partner, Leahy? That is the guy who can generate millions of photons. And he's able to reproduce it. He's been studied by Rhine Institute and also UVA, Monroe Institute also. Lots and lots of places have put him to the test. And he's passed every time with this amazing amount of photon light. I don't know if you remember his uh, interview on Coast to Coast. It was during a hurricane. And George Nuri, who was interviewing him, asked if he could affect the winds, if he could bring the winds of the hurricane down. And he did. So the winds decreased. And, of course, we were all impressed, as we always are, with Ed. So Ed and Leahy in two weeks. It's going to be an exciting show. Now, we did have Romy Bueller on, animal communicator from Australia. She was phenomenal. She talked to my dog. She talked to Michelle's dogs. It was a fun show and a great show. Also, she is an expert in holistic care for animals, wild and our pets. So she has a Facebook page. I'm going to recommend that you all follow her on Facebook because she is going to be doing some live Facebook events where she will be answering any questions that you have about the type of food to feed your dogs and cats, 
you know, all kinds of things like that. So you don't want to miss that. And again, her name is Romy, R-O-M-M-I-E, Bueller, B-U-H-L-E-R. And so just make sure you're on her page so you won't miss these live events where you're going to get a lot of really good, really good free information. So anyways, make sure you, you follow her. She is somebody that you don't want to miss. And, oh, my goodness, so much is going on. Let me see if Michelle's with us. Michelle, is that you? No, it's Patricia. Patricia Kirkman? Oh, my God. Well, everybody, this PK is back. We were talking this afternoon, and I had no idea you were going to have the energy to call in tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I just can't wait for your show tonight. So I had to get enough energy to be a part of it. I'm so glad you called in. Oh, my goodness. Well, as you know, William is our favorite, and here he is tonight. That's and for we sure. hope we, we've got to get some direction here. The world has gone crazy. He predicted a lot of these things already. He predicted the war. He predicted the financial collapse, all of this stuff. William told us about this in advance, and that's why we, we just absolutely had to have him back. And thank goodness he's here with us tonight, because right after he finishes with us, he's going to be spending time on the Jerry Will Show. So if you need more oh, of William, you can yeah listen here and then go right over to Jerry Will's Show Expedition, and you can hear more. So, yeah, this could be like an all-night event with William Stickovers. So. <laughs> Couldn't find a better person to spend the night with. (laughs) I know, really. He's the best. He's the best. So I know everybody's been wondering how you're doing, how you're feeling, so please fill everybody in. Well, I'm doing a bit better, hanging on, holding out for hopefully to be back on track within the next month or two, but I'm working on it. Good for you. Good for you. Well, I'm going to keep your mic live so that you can ask questions as we go forward. And, boy, do we okay. have questions tonight. All oh, right. So, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, anyways, who is William? Okay. Now, he has a broad scope of political, economic, psychological, spiritual, and metaphysical knowledge. He systematically explores possibilities about the future and how they can emerge from the present by weaving current secular trends, geopolitical factors, and mundane astrological portents. So this is much more than just astrology that we're going to be hearing about tonight. Now, William provides all of his clients with strategic guidance to achieve their goals, move through challenges gracefully, and make the right decisions. Now, with vast knowledge of both real-world circumstances and spiritual truths, William counsels his clients with expertise few astrologers have on the economy and how it affects the client, psychology, the subconscious, and the psyche, metaphysical and transpersonal growth, and effective strategy according to the client's natal chart, transits, and economic environment. So tonight, we're going to hear all about what's coming here in the United States and in the world. So, William, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me again, Patricia and PK. It's so great having you back, William. You know, we feel such a level of relief. 
with you on the show. We feel we're going to get the straight story. We always do from you. So, so tell us where should we start? This is a crazy, crazy time, and you warned us about all of this last year. So, what can we expect? Now, you've been accurate about everything that you said. So, why don't you run through that first, and then we can go from there. Well, you know, we I believe last time we spoke, I talked about the coming new year being heavy laden with major, major out-of-planetary alignments combined with the Chinese New Year of the White Tiger, the Year of the White Tiger. And when you combine both those Eastern and Western qualities together, geopolitically, it is a period of, looking back historically, I should say, when we've seen a combination of the Year of the White Tiger, major out-of-planetary alignments that are uh, unprecedented, at least over a 100-year period, we see high level of intensity developments on a geopolitical, geoeconomic field. We see scandals and dramatic falls from grace from high-level officials, presidents, kings, kingdoms, governments. Uh, we see um, heightened intuition, uh, increased synchronicity. We see uh, spectacular uh, initiations and beginnings of historical development, spectacular endings. We see high levels of emotional drama. Um, and, you know, if you just go back, for instance, uh, to the last time we were in the year of the White Tiger when we had a lot of astrological alignments, we saw, um, for example, we saw uh, the Tea Party inside of the U.S. that caused the right. uh, collapse of the Democratic Party in the midterm elections. We saw the Deepwater Horizon oil spill. Everyone forgot about that. If you go back to the prior one, uh, we see uh, Clinton got impeached to the one back in 86. We saw the Chernobyl nuclear reactor explode. The Space Shuttle, uh, the Space Shuttle Challenger disaster took place. We saw, um, you know, we saw a lot of uh, major developments in the Soviet Union that led to the collapse of the Berlin Wall. All of these things, if you go back to 62, that's when the Cuban Missile Crisis occurred. Oh, so I'm very okay. familiar with mm-hmm. what's happening now. And yes. if you go back to 1950, in the year of the White Tiger, you have the Korean War break out between North Korea and the United States. And also we see the, the explosion of the hydrogen bomb. And if you go back to 1938... That is when we see Germany begins prosecution of the Jews. We see, um, um, you know, we see some big, big geopolitical developments. What happens also in '38 is World War II technically starts. Everyone thinks, no, World War II started when Germany invaded Poland. No, it actually started in '38 when Germany annexed Austria. And people said, and it sounds very familiar with what we're hearing now, Germany. Annexing Austria is not really a big deal because Austrians and Germans speak the same language, the same culture. Hitler is from Austria, so just like Putin is from Ukraine, it's not really a big deal. We're going to stay out of this, leave it. This is not leading to World War II. And then soon after, what does he do? He takes on the rest of Europe shortly thereafter by September 39. So we're seeing the go big or go home theme that goes along with the year of the white tiger that is being uh, exemplified and um, intensified by these outer planetary alignments I've been talking about for a good number of years now. It's it's really difficult to sort through all this stuff with the Ukraine and Russia. 
It's because mm-hmm. it's it, a lot of it started out with Yelensky being this big hero. And then information started coming out about the fact that he's a billionaire. How did he get all that money? And also the child trafficking issue, the bioweapon labs all over the Ukraine, mm-hmm. not all over, but in a number of places. And all of a sudden, uh, things started to turn. Plus, we see all this money, taxpayer dollars, being uh, being given to the Ukraine while people here are in dire straits. So, how do you how does this fit in with your astrolo- with what you've seen in the astrological forecast? Well, this is very much is um, connected with the U.S. Pluto return, which happens once every 247, 247 years, 248 years, we have Pluto returns. Pluto rules empires. Pluto rules um, the formation of empires. It rules where democracies or republics turn into empires. It rules existential crisis. It rules um, uh, empire wars, right, for control of the planet. It also rules corruption at its highest level. It rules the rise of the oligarchy or the exposure and revelation of an oligarchy, or what we now effectively have is totalitarian democracy. And so we have a controlled democracy by an elite, both in Wall Street and Washington, that are basically operating on the public behalf for the purpose and the gender of the elite that operates within the deep state um, intelligence and military uh, infrastructure. And that is essentially what's coming up here with the Pluto return. And the other thing we have to realize how this is all connected to Ukraine, what facilitated the money laundering, the Pizzagate uh, operations, taking young Ukrainian girls, bringing them into Washington, into New York to create uh, control files for senators, for uh, too-big-to-fail bankers, right? So those young girls, underage, were brought in. They have a party there, right? They look like they're 24 when they're 14. We all know what I'm talking Mm about. And uh, there's drugs all over the place. And then when they go into a bedroom with a senator just to have a little fun, right? Nothing innocent. Well, everything's innocent here, right? Everybody was consenting. There's cameras, pictures, right? And they have a control file. Now, all of that control file right, is being operated by the deep state for their purposes. And who was facilitating all of the transfer of that and the monies for the bioweapons lab was Hunter Biden. Hunter uh-huh. Biden and okay. Joe Biden's wow. brother, right? We have extensive yep. data. We just have a revelation of 400 gigs of data that will now be going out onto the Internet and being released to 70 true real journalists outside the United States uh, within the forthcoming days, and that data is going to be so explosive, it could take down the U.S. government because it's not just Joe Biden, although he gets 10%. We actually have the money trail that went from Ukraine to China to a New York bank with Hunter Biden's name on it, and that money was then dispersed out in a trust. So we have all that data. We have all the pictures. We have all the videos. We have all the control. So all of that, Hunter Biden was keeping that. He knew who was on his control file. So this is going to get very explosive between now and the midterms. And this all has to do with Pluto. This is all Pluto, the sex, the drugs, the depravity, the underground, the underworld of our power structure that is pulling the strings of 
the two parties that we continue to vote over and over and over for, even though they disempower us financially, deleverage us financially, they censor us, they deplatform us, they demonetize us, and they continue to do it at an accelerating rate. And yet, as this is happening, here's the interesting part about this, the plausible deniability, right, where people make excuses, mm-hmm. right, right, yes. they do not want to see it and therefore they will vote the way they voted two years ago. That is oh, the biggest boy. problem, and that will create a gigantic bomb. So what we're seeing here is a political earthquake even more powerful than what we saw in 2016 as a result of the fact that things are getting worse very fast. The corruption is tripled down. They're going to go triple down. Right. And they're going to pull everything out of the woodwork in order to manipulate the outcome of the election, because they are now looking at a catastrophic defeat at every level, at the municipal level, at the local level, at the state level, at the Senate. We're talking about a catastrophic historical defeat. And that cannot happen because the deep state needs to – that is the front end of this deep state operation. They need plausible deniability that we have a – we have free elections, right? We have no election tampering. We just had another revelation with 2,000 mules with that. Oh, yeah, um, great film. Right? Have you seen it? Yes, I have. It's amazing. It's amazing and it's it's disgusting at the same time that this actually happened. Yes. Right. Right. And what's interesting is I have some clients who are staunch Democrats who actually watch it and said, yeah, I believe a lot of that is true, but that will just never happen again. That was the answer. Oh, my many of God. That was the essential yeah, answer. Right? Uh, so this is, the, this is the cognitive dissonance actually increases and intensifies just before we have a major breakout of a revolution or a war or a financial collapse. We, we see is the establishment will triple down, and we'll see a, a certain segment of the establishment back that. Even though it's not a majority, it'll be enough. Like, for example, I still believe 43% of the people that voted for Biden will vote for Kamala in 2024, regardless. Really? We could be God, in a depression. We could be in a war with Russia. We could have this situation. And I don't mean to make this political. This is what I'm seeing in the astrology because of the blue mm-hmm. return. Right. So people think I'm being anti-Democrat. If they were truly being Democrats, I wouldn't even have an issue with it. But they're no yeah, longer exactly. a party, right? They're no longer Democrats. Yep. I mean, JFK could not, not be a member of the Democratic Party, could not get the nomination, couldn't even win a senator, governorship, even mayorship of New York City or Boston, mind you. Right. Wow. That's true. That is so true, William. And here's here's my question with Pluto that's reigning supreme over all of this. I mean, is there any place where there will be a takedown of this corruption? Because it just sounds like, well, of course they're going to fight back with every dirty trick they have. But is there anything that Pluto is going to do in in its travels that would actually make it harder on, on this corruption, on all these horrible people, or not? Or is it just going to help it? No, I think Pluto is going to expose it. It's up to us. 
it's going to get so worse that the plausible deniability by the financial brokers who get kicked back to keep you financially disabled and deleveraged, even though we have a massive we have a massive market meltdown since November. You don't hear right. about a market meltdown. You don't hear about mm-hmm. the fact that right. You don't hear about the fact that the economy is imploding in plain sight. The data is there, but the establishment media still has a stranglehold on the narrative. And so what will happen is Pluto will get more powerful. The, the statements, the revelations, the evidence, the proclamations from sound, the, 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 revel, uh, the documentaries, the books, the, right? You're going to see more yeah. and more of this uh, reveal itself in very powerful ways where we're going to get enough warning signals that there are unknown, mm-hmm. unknown factors in the offing that have been operative for a long time in the state of affairs, in the world, in the markets, in government, in Washington, in the White House, that are going to cause unprecedented, historical, dramatic, and unanticipated developments that will last well to the decade. Wow. So it'll get more powerful as the denial, as the denial increases. You will not even want to believe it. You won't even want to believe some of this. You'll believe it and go, okay, William, William, I believed everything but that. That's how. <laughs> no, I will believe it all. About. And I know, PK, you will too, right. because we know these things, Definitely. these people, the, the, if you can even call them people, they're just shells of, of greed. And <clears throat> it's, I'm looking for some glimmer. <laughs> Hope. Of hope. <laughs> hope. Yeah, yeah. Is, it, <laughs> well, is there any hopium in this, William? <laughs> well, look, this is not the only time we're going through what political scientists are in now in consensus on is the fourth turning. So that's, this is a historical seculum of events that occur every 84 to every 92 years. If you just go back, right? Back to about 84 years ago, we were mm. on. We were in the Great Depression. We, we, we saw the stock market crumble. We were in the Great Depression. World War II was starting to break out. It first broke out in Asia. We don't talk about that, right? It actually broke out in Asia right. in 1935, and it just continued to escalate and spread, even though we were in denial as a nation. Remember, America was what? We didn't want to be part of anything that was going on in the world. We wanted to look the other way until it hit us in the face, until we were literally bombed at Pearl Harbor, yeah. right? right? So this oh, boy. fourth turning event occurs every 84 years, 84 to 92, and we got out of it, right? And look, I mean, we saw the social order was disintegrating back then. We saw the social order and political climate disintegrate in Europe. We saw it happen in Japan. We saw it happen in China. We saw it happen uh, – we also – Mexico went into revolution. I mean, so there was a lot of revolutions going on everywhere, and we almost went into a revolution. So mm-hmm. so we're, we're in this fourth turning. This fourth turning is going to last until 2028. We're going to be in it. And um, mm. we're going to pass through a gate in history, commensurate, co- excuse me, commensurate with the American Revolution, Civil War, the Great Depression, World War II. But, but this is going to be even bigger than all of them combined. This is just getting started. So people really need, if they got real spiritual values, beliefs, principles, and rules which they live by, 
mm-hmm. they're going to be fine. But if they're extending pretend hopium types, right, unicorns and right. rainbows, oh, you know, yep. right. right, I read Everything's my okay. signs, I meditate. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> they're not going to get through it. They're going to have the breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> but now we've talked a little bit about this war, and there have been predictions made by prophets in the past that Europe will become a wasteland. It's just going to be bombed. Uh, what do you see astrologically about the potential for uh, ground nuclear weapons or anything like that in Europe? Yeah, I mean, so basically, you know, I have a uh, membership group called Global Transformation Astrology. We go into this. I go into the strategy. I predict what actually happens on a battlefield weeks before with the maps. Ninety uh, percent of it all comes out. I predict the movement of the Russian movement, where they, where they would leave Kiev. I actually predicted that ahead of time. So I can get really granular. So right now, it's a great question what you're asking me because – I'm looking at not if, but when the Russians will start using tactical nuclear weapons to accelerate and intensify the um, or Ukraine to overrun Ukraine, because they now mm-hmm. know that we're injecting high-end, sophisticated, very powerful weapons at a scale unprecedented. The only time we've done this was the Lend-Lease program back in 1939, 1940, if you remember, with the FDR giving all these weapons to make sure Great Britain would not be overrun because Germany took over all of Europe, all of Western Europe in four days, conquered the Middle East, conquered North Africa, was 12 miles away from Moscow and was unstoppable, and England was losing that war. A lot of British don't want to admit that. They would have lost mm-hmm. if we did not do that Lend-Lease and then eventually come over there. Right, they would have right. been occupied, and right. So this is this is the reality that we're now facing today, where they are injecting so many weapons. It's only about a matter of time before Moscow says, "Listen, we are not fighting Ukrainians anymore. We're fighting the Americans." Right. They basically do all the intelligence. They say, "Here's a ship. Point your weapon here that we've given you." Right, state of the art. We just trained you on this with British. We have British forces there doing the training. The American, uh, the American special forces are already in place doing the strategy. They're laying it all out. They're bi- giving the marching orders. They're basically in charge, according to the latest, uh, to a, according to a French journalist who just got out of it. He says the Americans are basically running the show, and the British are doing all the training and doing the tactical field support. And the Ukrainians are basically just saying, go over there, run, shoot, right. They take out yep. ships. They're taking out, right? So what's happening, right? Is this Ukraine really fighting? Yeah, but but really, like, at this point, it's really clear America is on a direct war with Russia via proxy in Ukraine. And at what point, if you're a Russian general, do you say to Putin, listen, uh, we're losing more forces for reasons that go well beyond the planning prior to NATO involvement in Ukraine. In other words, what they were deploying was not bringing in the fact that America and NATO, basically America, majority of it, would be injecting massive, sophisticated weapons. We're talking over $40 billion, Lend-Lease program, unprecedented political, economic, military support at the scale a NATO country would get 
minus boots on the ground. At what point does the general say to Putin, I think it's time to go to plan B, employ the tactical nuclear weapons on the borders of Ukraine and Poland and Moldova and all these other uh, uh, NATO countries that border with Ukraine to seal the inflow of weapons and then to overrun the country quickly. Right. How mm-hmm. long do you think well, that's, that's going to be? I, I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I mean, there's, there really isn't another option. Right? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and people go, oh, they're losing the war. And I said, listen, they were losing the war with the Germans in the first two years. They lost 27 million people before they started winning. Do you think if they lost a million, that would slow them down? No, not at all. Oh, not at all. So they're in it to win it, and they believe now this is an existential crisis. Whether you believe that or not, or we believe it, it doesn't really matter. Putin and the Russian people, and there's Russian journalists who come back and forth, and I hear their interviews, they speak perfect English, and they've lived here long enough as well. They have families both in Moscow, in Kiev, and New York, and they're saying... Yeah. They see this as an existential crisis, and if he calls up the reserves and says, it's all-out war to take Ukraine, to seal those borders, and if NATO doesn't slow down, we'll also take out Poland. We'll also take out Estonia, Latvia. We'll take them out, too. Yeah. Yep. That, I mean, it makes sense, and yet our poor leadership... Who's, who are they listening to? I mean, why are they doing this? I know it's a dumb question because I kind of know the answer, but if you can go into that a little bit, even astrologically, what's motivating the leaders, in quotes, whatever they are, um, in our country to do this? Because they know that because this America is going to create is a nuclear war. Because America is in an existential crisis. Well, America okay. is in an existential crisis <laughs> itself. It's like we have a different, a Russia and Caesar is an internal we see it as an external existential crisis because we have a growing empire breathing down our neck, China, who's now allied with a former empire who's trying to restore their empire, the Russians, mm-hmm. trying to restore their empire. You cannot be an empire unless you have Ukraine. Russia did not become an empire back in 800 A.D. until it conquered Ukraine, absorbed it, and then it had the capacity, means, and resources they become a world empire and conquer the rest of Asia, north of China, and, and continue mm-hmm. pulling their dirty tricks, right? So, yeah. so, so, so that is, they're trying to reemerge. China is about to make its move. When China gets quiet, that's when we should be watching. They're very quiet now. They're ready to pounce. So we have an existential crisis, and the way they're responding is preserving the empire, Right? right now, there's plausible deniability. We're really not an empire, but we really are. We act like one, but we're not one. I believe we're going to have the same scenario happen to Rome. It went through an existential crisis, both internally and externally. It was a republic for 700, 800 years, 700 plus years, 780 years. What happens? They have an existential crisis, an internal crisis. Their economy collapses, right? And what happens? Yeah. We know Julius Caesar, right? He declares martial law, right? They still have a Senate. Mm -hmm. They still have a Congress. They still have a Supreme Court. They still have people vote. But what happens is finally the only solution is they kill Caesar, Augustus, right? He's a politician. He decides the only way to fix this is to make us an empire. 
And that's what he does. He becomes the first emperor. And then Rome thrives for another 700 years. So right. uh, you could say it's even longer, right? So, so the yeah. point is, is that every time I've seen this happen, you go back to the Roman Empire. They went from a republic to an empire in a sh- few short years when they went through their Pluto return. And people say, God. well, William, that's not going to happen here. That's Rome. That's a long time ago. People just No, I think oh, you're yeah. right. It is. Yeah, it is. I think people just have their eyes closed. They're kind of walking through the room with their eyes closed, thinking nobody sees them because their eyes are closed. It's like stupid. But what about China? And you talk about their, you know, their going to pounce. When you say that, what do you mean? What does what are the stars saying about what China's going to do? Okay. Well, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, no, go ahead. Okay, so uh, yeah, China. You have to understand that China is having an internal dispute within the Communist Party. And their leader made a proclamation by 2025, Taiwan would be absorbed, reabsorbed into the greater China. He promised that. And he's hell-bent on breaking bones and sucking out marrow, as they say, down south to get the job done. And he's been doing that with the economy. He's been doing that with everything. But basically... They're doing things in order to force growth, to contain COVID, to expand their military. Uh, they are breaking all the rules. They, you know, no ethics. Ethics doesn't even apply, right? right? So right. they are doing because for political expedi- expediency and for his personal survival right now, mm-hmm. that is what's right. at stake. And right, the fact that, it's now or never for China for a number of other reasons because they have a population implosion. They will not have enough men to fight in a war with the United States successfully 10 years from now. They are, huh. right? So that's one of the big things. They have a lot of people, but because of that one-child policy, and they have abundance of men, very few women, mm-hmm. And they have negative population growth. So by 2050, America will have uh, equal amount of people as China. America, Americans are having lots of kids, though, compared to the rest of the world. There's negative population growth. Demographic collapse is happening worldwide, except in a few countries, particularly in the United States. Isn't so that interesting? China will not yeah. have enough men, resources, ability, or money. They will not be able to, it's now or never, to take on. So this is classic. When Pluto comes in, Pluto rules empires, and we have empire wars. This is the empire strikes back. And that's Gosh, exactly what America is going to do. So American, look, American analysts know this. I could, I could do a whole show just on China and go into the details and prove it out. So I'm just cutting to the chase. They know this. They're like, why don't we lure them into the trap? and then go for the jugular and take them out. Now, this is what Pluto people think like. This is what people in the military-industrial complex, intelligent complex, are thinking like. Unprecedented mm-hmm. watershed events, faithful developments, systemic financial crisis, high-intensity conflicts, foreign policy crisis, right? totalitarian democracy, yeah. plutocracy, force majeure events, international power struggles between empires, that's all what Pluto's about. And the smaller aspects of that that are going to have and are having greater impacts on people's daily lives, things like the food shortages, what do you see happening with that, William? 
Well, you know, the food shortages in the United States, if there are any here, they're all based on crony capitalism being contrived by the too big to fail, too rich and powerful to jail. So that's Pluto right. too. The people that are basically setting up the inflation are the ones who mm-hmm. are contriving it, right, in order to consolidate more power and resources. And then, you know, if they put it to the few – now, there is a legitimate reason why this will be happening. Food crisis has already begun in the Middle East. It just broke out in Sri Lanka. It broke out in Iran. Nobody cares about Iran, right? It's, it's right. beginning to spread. Now, we're going to have Arab Spring 2.0. A lot of people don't remember. Last time we had the Year of the Tiger, we had Arab Spring, where 27 nations went into revolution within a week, right? But that happened in the Middle East, so Americans don't care about that, right? Right. But what we're going to see now is something much bigger, and it's going to be in India, Sri Lanka. It's going to be all over Africa, so food shortages. Now, America makes enough food, fertilizer, and has enough water for the entire planet, could feed the entire planet. But you know the Platonian leaders that we continue to reelect will not do anything. They'll do, yeah, we're sending food, we're helping out people, but they won't do anything now while they can because this is all about a consolidation of power at this point. This is the power move. This is the possible transition. I'm not saying it's absolutely going to happen, but we may see where the government starts acting more, more dictatorial, where we have an internal power struggle, a political schism that result, results in the emergence of uh, like an Augustus to power, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, now people say, well, that's Trump, right? That's who Trump is. Not, you know, I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's Trump, right? So you see mm-hmm. the radical left, they're not even left anymore. They've been radicalized and don't realize it. They don't even realize it. They're, they just have, you know, let's blame it on the, you know, the orange, what is it called, orange man, bad orange man, yeah, right? right. Yeah. That's, that's their, yeah, but what we're seeing really here is like a real deeper political schism that could result in the United States having a constitutional crisis. For example, Democrats will not recognize they lost every race and will refuse to budge and transfer power, for instance, and oh. then put in emergency measures, and we start becoming an empire, right? And somebody emerges. Like, you know, like the Empire Strike Back, right? Transition from Republican yeah. empire, right? What was Star Wars about? Star Wars was about they had a republic. It went into a crisis. It resulted in a st- civil war, right? And what does Darth Vader say? The Supreme Commander of the Imperial Army of the Galactic Empire says, Luke, this is the most important line. Luke, you can destroy the emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Join me, and together we can rule a galaxy as father and son. Come with mm-hmm. me. It is the only way. And this is how Pluto pulls you in. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's, oh, my God, it's so seductive. <laughs> William, what about the border crisis that we're dealing with at this point in time in the United States? Yeah, so what happened back in the Roman Empire is they had a border crisis. Uh, the, Roman, the Roman Republic had a border crisis, and that was one of the things uh, amongst several. Well, actually, the border crisis in itself was the existential threat that, um, that exacerbated and triggered the ongoing internal problems that the, uh, that the Republic was happening. So the solution was if we turn into an empire and do X, Y, and Z, we can expedite this, we can seal the borders. Forget sealing the borders. We'll just take Mexico. 
That would be like a Roman Empire solution. We'll just absorb them. They will learn English. They will do what we say. If we have to kill half the population, we'll do it. We have tactical nukes. No problem with that. We'll make it into a vacation country, right? And that's what Roman Empire did, right? They just said, hey, these bordering nations, you're now part of us. No, they took them over, absorbed them, forced them to speak. You know, they could speak their natural language, but they also had to speak Latin, they all, right? They could have their own religion, yeah. right? But they had to recognize the emperor. So this is – look what Judea, right? Israel was Judea back mm-hmm. then. It was the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Remember – Christ was a Roman citizen. He paid Roman taxes. He had to because he would have gone to jail, just like you and I would be going to prison if we don't pay our taxes. Yeah. So this is what happened back then. I'm not saying it will happen now, but but what I'm getting at is that we're going to see extreme measures, and things are going to get more extreme to force either a transformation into a new civilization, a new country, or we're going to be turning into an empire. Hmm. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. So, so with the food shortages, I mean, we're watching all these food processing plants being burned to the ground. That's a part of this consolidating power. Absolutely, um, absolutely. If you look at, if you just look at the math, you could see there's no reason for the United States to have uh, food shortages water shortages, any shortages of any type. Uh, Supply chain shortages basically have to do with all these different parts and components that are made out of China. So China has this massive leverage. We would go to war with China. We would have a supply chain crisis that would probably close half of the retail stores, including Costco, down very quickly within a few months until we could retool. And we, you know, where China could build a factory within a year, Right? It takes us seven years because of all the regulation and taxation and commissions and wow. all the different bureaucracy. So that would have to be changed. So, again, if you have emergency measures put into place, those things can happen, but it would require something very radical to happen at the higher levels of government. And who's doing this? Is it the government that's burning these things to the ground? I mean, there's been like, what, 18 of them burned? Well, it has to do with the deep state. The deep state is a network of uh, – it's basically a shadow state, if you will, a national security state, a, a public-private state, and an institution of propaganda. So it's a combination of the global corporations, uh, think tanks, Ivy League schools, research universities, judiciary, Pentagon, energy complex, uh, Federal Reserve – Wall Street investment, a transportation complex, the military complex, DARPA, Silicon Valley, black budget items, mainstream media, uh, retail banking, mortgages, all of that, right? Uh, hedge funds, I would include that, State Department, K Street, uh, political consultants, uh, compromised members of Congress, compromised members yep. of Congress, a.k.a. Hunter Biden, um, right. you know, the energy complex, all of that. They basically control, right, and we have an inverted totalitarianism and managed democracy where we have too powerful a jail, lemon socialism, crony capitalism, kleptocracy. We have the discussion now. We have applied perception management by the mainstream media. We have, um, look, you know, big government, big tech, big media, big business, big society, 
and we have a bifurcation of a powerful political class, a even more powerful unknown unknown political class, which I call an oligarchy, and then we have this uh, shrinking middle class and this growing underclass. So we have massive wealth disparity growing at an unprecedented exponential rate that's causing modern welfare capitalism. And the solution they're going to bring to that, and that'll be part of what I believe Biden will try and do to salvage what's coming in November, is the introduction of universal basic income through a CBDC, centralized um, digital currency, by the banks, not Bitcoin, right? This is completely by like a Fed coin and inject that, which will be programmable money that will make up the difference to prevent a complete collapse of the working class. So we're going to see this class struggle, all of that. That's all part of the plutocracy that we already live in. That's part of the transition to their plan, right, to their plan for this type of new world order, um, that's also part right. of the bigger plan based on the um, economic, the World Economic Council is ready to make the transition. They're, start, they're going to come out with a new Bretton Woods 3. We had Bretton Woods 1 in 45, Bretton Woods 2 in 71 when we took the dollar off the gold standard. They're going to have Bretton Woods 3 where they're going to introduce a crypto and that will yeah, – a crypto along with some other major, major shifts. And uh, what we're seeing is techno-corporate state collusion – in uh, the overturning of federalism, replacing it with centralized authority and the redistribution of federal funds, the favored groups, right, um, and yep. retaining political control. So that's all coming. Biden is tripling down. It's not just Biden, but he's the front end. He's the, he's the front man, right? He's like the cheerleader of, of that, the, the people pulling the strings in the background, Right, you can get more uh, detail on what their policies are, which they're pushing down, is through the World Economic Council. And um, they just met recently, and they're saying we are moving ahead with the reset this year. So that's why I've been telling everyone the, the markets are just every day and every way they are collapsing everywhere. Gold's collapsing. People say, "I'm good. I'm fine, William. I got gold, silver. It's, it's gone down. Everything's gone down." Because yeah. Now, what do we do? Oh, what, what do we do? I mean, that's the question because, yeah, gold is down, silver's down, even Bitcoin's down. So what do we do? Where do we put our money where it's not going to turn to dust? Well, the thing is, is that um, people can't keep their money in cash for too much longer because you're getting killed 20%. We've got about 20% inflation. So minus 20%, for all you people who have money in cash – in your savings account, checking account, whatever, whatever fund you have that's in cash, you're losing 20% a month. So how long can you keep oh, wow. it before you have to move it into something that will beat that 20%, that will yeah. at least yield something? So what do you suggest? The, well, that the only current, there's only two things, gold and Bitcoin. They're the two hardest currencies in the world. So people will ask me what percentage, what ratio. I said it really depends on how old you are, what you're, you know. But, but like the two assets that will hold up when everything goes down, because here, here's the thing. Everything went negative, so everyone moved their money out of all the markets, out of Bitcoin, out of gold, out of everything, and have it in cash. But they also know, the smart money people, I can't keep it there for too long. If I keep it in there for several months, I've lost 30 40% of my money. I can't right. do that either. So they're going to have to make the move 
even though the markets are going to tank further. The question is, is which one or two are going to dominate when the dust settles, and that's what we can do. Now, that's based on everything I know and study. It's going to be Bitcoin and gold. I lean more to Bitcoin, right, but I'm also mm-hmm. positioning gold. And the ratio really depends on your age, your risk tolerance, some other factors I look at when I look at an astrology chart for someone's level of risk tolerance. And it also has to do with um, how much liquidity you're going to need. So that's the only thing you could really do at this point. And Not, when you're I mean, talking about money. Right. So those are the two choices. But when you talk about gold, you're talking about physical gold? How do you invest in gold when you talk yeah, to people I mean, about I, this? Yeah, I'm into physical gold. I use one gold. I ha- they store the gold for me. I don't want the gold. I could have it shipped to me, but what do I want to hold it for? I just want what the gold mm-hmm. can do is basically maintain the purchasing power. So all gold right. does is maintain the purchasing power of your money. It doesn't earn you money. People can't make right. money on gold. You can make money on Bitcoin, though. So that's where you make up for it. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin is considered and- a commodity and digital property. It is not considered a security and does not fall under the rulership of the Wall Street SEC. Right? It's not. So it's a completely different entity. It's not. So this is why, knowing that, you, those are the two things. You want to invest in two hard, the two hardest commodities in the world. One that's survived 5,000 years and one that's outperformed everything, including gold, every hedge fund for the past 12 years. Yeah, but here's my question. I mean, it was up quite a bit. Now it's down. What is – I can never tell. What's making it go up or down? What's made, now it's down. So what, what well, made that it, happen? Well, that had nothing to do with Bitcoin. Nothing to do with Bitcoin. Oh, okay. so, first of all, there was a massive market sell-off. And what happened was is that all these companies who expected their stocks to go up, they went down. There was a margin call. They had to pay it, so they liquidated their Bitcoin and paid the difference. Uh-huh. So that's one of the reasons. The mm-hmm. other reasons is another sta- a stable coin. I'm not going to go into details of this called terror, terror, the Terra stable coin which is uh, a stablecoin that was backed by Bitcoin, was attacked. It was attacked by Wall Street. It was a big, right? So they did this massive attack on it. And when it started going into meltdown mode, that's when people started, the company who had the Bitcoin reserves, the Terra company, for their stablecoin, they started selling $3 billion worth of Bitcoin in order to save their stablecoin to prevent it to go into terminal mode. So it was a combination oh, okay. of the markets were already going down to begin with. So Wall Street was selling everything, including their Bitcoin, to make up for the massive margin calls that were coming in. And the fact that at the same time, the two Wall Street entities, I'm not going to name them here, but you could look that up, attacked the Terra stablecoin backed by Bitcoin that forced the terror company to use their Bitcoin reserve to prevent a meltdown. So they were selling $3 billion over a period of six days. Yikes. So it was a combination of things. Right. Yikes. Okay, well, that's helpful to know. Thank you for for explaining that so clearly. Now, what about real estate? Is that about to go down the drain? Blowing up everywhere. It's going down. We're we're going to see about a 30, 33% collapse of real estate between now and 2023. It's already started. Uh, I mean, so that's already begun. 
um, I just posted that. And for everybody out there, just you know, wants to follow my little predictions, uh, you can just go to uh, well, you can join my GTA site gta.williamsthickevers.com, but you could also go to Twitter. I'm posting just predictions every day on this, right, where you can go back and you can see if my prediction comes true. It's very easy to find that out. So I actually posted a few days ago, just a few days ago, that the blood new moon, that recent new moon, excuse me, the full moon, the blood full moon, actually set off the real estate crisis. Now, remember, the real estate crisis in 2008 began in May. But you didn't hear about it until September, October. By November, 10 million people walked out of their homes. But nobody thought May of 2008 that was happening. We're seeing the same thing play out as well. And again, you don't hear about it because they are covering everything up. Wow. What is, so, the, thing you, what is the thing everybody's watching right now? What are they watching? You know what they're watching. What are they watching right now? I'll give you a hint. I don't know what trial. they're watching. You oh, know what they're watching. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is so ridiculous. Yeah. Do you yeah. know that over they're 70% glued of to Americans it. are glued to it? What is happening to the world? There's a reason this is happening. We have and it's like an addiction. explosions going on. Yeah. Distraction. Yeah. Like it's, today, it's like, did you know that Elon Musk just made an announcement saying, in the past I voted Democrat because they were the kindness party. This is his quote. Yeah. But they have become the party of division and hate, so I can no longer support them and will vote Republican. He's a liberal, by the way. Now watch their dirty tricks campaign against me unfold. Wow. Yeah, wow. then it will. The richest man in the world who's going to be the first trillionaire in a year or two made that statement. Yeah. Yeah. You think his Twitter deal is going to go through? Yeah. What's happened is he found out, he just did an audit, and he found out, like, when CNN posts something, they say 40,000 people click like and viewed it. He found out it was mm-hmm. actually 40. 40. There's an algorithm. Oh There's fake bots. So um, there, was just a report. Mm-hmm. there was a report that just came out. He actually did an audit on, on Biden. He found out that Biden only has about 500 people following him. They claim <laughs> he has 500,000. Right. right. I saw that. So, so he said to the company, no, 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 you're not worth $42 billion. You're worth more like $19 billion because I called out all the bots. I'm going to remove them all, all the fake algorithms, everything, and they're fighting with him now, saying, oh, no, no, you can't uh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? That's you want us to tell the guy. truth about how many accounts we have? Oh, boy. Yeah. He's a smart guy. I mean, that's for sure. He's He's a real genius. So... Anyways, that's, oh, my goodness. So real estate, you wouldn't recommend right now because that's going to just collapse, no. too. No. I would only recommend Bitcoin and gold. This is not financial advice, it. of course. You should always go to a financial advisor, right? Right. Disclaimer, but, <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what I'm <laughs> I could easily buy property now, but I'm not. I'm advising, you know, people to really reconsider everything, put it into the two hardest assets, let this ride out. This is going to be a while here. I know some people have to buy because rents are now higher than mortgages in some areas, and they have right. no choice, and they can't work from home, so they have to live where they work. But for most people, I think, um, you know, we need to wait this out because we are seeing a financial catastrophe 
unfolding before us. Yes, it is a catastrophe, no question. Uh, what about our cities here in the United States with all of what's going on? <clears throat> Do you see our cities surviving this or being burned to the ground? Yeah, so I think we're going to have to brace for a wave of summer violence and that's going to be exacerbated by the road versus way type of thing, even though that's not likely to, well, that's not likely to do much literally in terms of law until after the midterms. We're going to see uh, a lot more violence, a lot more shooting. Um, we're going to just see a lot more. I mean, right now, there's threats have been made to burn down or storm the Supreme Court building. You have people out there right now by the thousands in waves and in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices. And they're That's unbelievable. It. Instead of breaking them yeah, up. Yeah, they're letting it happen. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like crazy town everywhere. And, and I'm so disheartened in hearing about the people that you've talked to who still don't see it. They still don't get it, or they I don't want say to. Like I, want to I don't want to say I – look, I, I, I'm sure you love all your listeners out there, but I would say – there's a certain percentage listening right now probably turning this show off. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Never Thanks have this guy you. back on again. <laughs> <laughs> no. But you're God, one of our scary. very most important guests, and, and, that's, and that's because you have actual knowledge. It's not bias. It's just this is what it is. And you've been, you've been saying the same kinds of things. Every time you've been on the show for the last couple of years, and you've always been proven right, and believe me, we appreciate you so much. And Michelle has just has joined us recently too. So hi, Michelle. Um, Hello. Anyways, uh, Hello. so this is hi. this is really great to have you on and to be talking about all of these very difficult subjects, because it is difficult to come to terms with this incredible level of corruption that these people are allowed to just run rampant, to try to take our rights away. And let's go to that. You know, they, that whole COVID thing didn't quite work out the way they wanted it to, right? Are they going to Absolutely. try another lockdown or any of that crap again? No. What they're going to do is find another variant that will come out at the most inopportune time for the, or should I say most opportune time for the Democrats for the election because they're going to face a um, blue wall nightmare or a red wave nightmare that will destroy their blue wall, their political blue wall of silence. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do, they're going to come up with a variant and say, we need to go to mail-in ballots, because that's the only way uh. we can cheat. And that is going to be the big contention, mm -hmm. because the legislature of all those states have already told those Supreme Courts that pushed that last time, said you were out of line, that was out of our constitutional right protocol you could not mm -hmm. do that you did that regardless this time we're owning that like we should have and you're not going to do that and if we're going to make any changes it will be because all the legislatures right will vote on it and here's the thing a majority of the legislatures in those key battleground states for the midterms and for 2024 yeah. are majority are republican mm -hmm. so they're going yes. to say, no, you've got to do it, you've got to do it, you've got to do it. Supreme Court may say, you must vote on this, or who knows. It's going to become a civil war, civil insurrection uh, at the legal level first before it trickles down into the voter level where it gets, you know, where the Democrats just don't accept. Now, look, 
I hope this doesn't happen, but I do believe we're going to see a good chunk of Democratic outcomes that go Republican. Like, in other words, certain districts in California are going to go Republican for the first time, and the people who lost will refuse to step down, even after a recount. Yeah. So it won't be everyone, but yeah. it'll be enough. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So so they'll just be like tyrants that refuse to leave. And this is, of course, this is what blows my mind. All of these things that they tried to project onto Trump, it's all the stuff they do. None of the stuff that he did, but all the stuff that they do. Remember when they said he wouldn't step down with the last election mm-hmm. and they would have him removed? Uh, but that's their plan. They are going to execute it because they are in an existential crisis. They know they put everything at stake, and they've got to bring this to completion from their sense. You've got to understand it from their end as well. Just like, look, Putin's got to bring this through completion, right? So we have the Chinese need to bring their thing with Taiwan through the completion. So everybody's in this existential crisis. The Pluto return for the U.S. is infecting everyone and everything. And we have to realize that this is not going to end or in an ordinary predictable way uh, what i would also say is people are going to hate this and they'll certainly not want me on again but the more this happens <laughs> the more powerful trump becomes so trump's power is growing because a majority of the people that he endorsed in those recent elections last night won yeah. majority not all of They're them won. and the guy and the guy who lost lost by just a few votes within a few thousand votes. Yeah, and I think Carolina. it was kind of his, his. Yeah, and it's kind of his fault because he kind of screwed up a few things. But yeah, there. Yeah. Um, that's true. And so I was going to ask you about Trump. Do you see him as a continuing force? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's going to be Good. a very powerful force this year. He's going to like. He's going to back people. Are going to go, Trump, Trump, please, please endorse me because without you. Right, you know they're gonna they're gonna want you know they want to they're gonna kiss the ring. I hate to say, but they're gonna want to <laughs> kiss the ring, and uh, you know like the, like you know the Godfather, right? Yeah. So so this is what's gonna happen, and um, you, what the Democrats were trying to do actually created more of a problem. The more you try and kill Godzilla, what happens? He comes back more powerful. If you ever watch mm-hmm. Godzilla movies, so that's why I yeah. call right. Trump Trumpzilla. <laughs> you know, Trumpzilla. He's like he, that's great. You can't take him down. There is no defense against his atomic breath. <laughs> True. <laughs> that is so great. Yeah. Now there there's been some talk on and off that this election that this this fake election result that we had mm-hmm. that this will be overturned. What do you see happening with that? Anything? The fake election. So could you give me a little bit more on what you mean? Well, that he, I mean, Biden didn't win. He was installed. Right. And Trump won. So do you see anything happening with that? Any justice? I see this film, 2000 Mules, breaking new records. So what I'm seeing is like, um, they're going to do an exit poll. How many of you saw 2000 Mules? at 
by the midterm election, and the number will be in the 70% of voters, registered voters, so independents, Republicans, and some Democrats. So about 70, 68, 70% of the country who's planning to vote by November will have watched that film and will say in a follow-up question, you know, did the film have any impact on how you voted today? And the answer would be yes, right? They may mm-hmm. not ask how they voted, so that's what I see. About 68% of the voting public will have watched that film. Mm-hmm. And the other percentage <clears throat> will deny it, right, uh, but yeah. won't be influential in the outcome of the midterms. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the most horrible things that's ever happened in this country, and it's been so obvious, yet nothing's being done about it. It's, I mean, I love the movie, 2,000 Mules, and I'm so glad that Dinesh D'Souza did such a great job with it in exposing so much great information. At the same time, it's absolutely appalling and horrifying that nobody's hanging from trees for this. Well, it just proves we don't have a democracy. It does. Right? That's if scary, you, The, the basic it? level of democracy is voting, yeah. correct? Okay. Yes. So if mm-hmm. you don't even have that, what does the Constitution mean? It's irrelevant. Mm. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so we no longer live in a democratic republic. We have totalitarianism, a form of democratic totalitarianism so you know a managed democracy it's a democracy of people that are selected where people can vote on those selections and those selections those races are rigged right at the inception level yes right it's, right, I believe it that's is what they scary. were talking about in the movie, right? They they were planning this months ahead of time, and even the January 6th, they even knew the, who would be going there months ahead of time. They even submitted the data to the authorities who rejected it, right? They already, right, based on the um, iPhones and all the different mobile phones, they yes. knew what people stormed the Capitol, and they knew yep. they were they were meeting and they were mo- making movements months ahead of time. This was a coordinated strike yep yeah now this was prior by the way this was prior these coordinated developments were happening before the november election not not the day after months before so the deep state was planning this for this event to happen right i mean it's it's really i I mean (laughs) Where do you go with this? It's really a challenge. Well, let's go into a little bit of the paranormal with us because mm-hmm. obviously it's an opportunity to change our consciousness. What are you seeing with that influx of energy? How is it affecting us, our consciousness, our ability to connect with things beyond ourselves metaphysically? What are you seeing there? You know, I'm seeing the rise of secret societies now where uh, you have to remember back in the day you couldn't uh, congregate and meet on on science, Mm -hmm. on the occult, right, on any type of of, uh, controversial, anything that was controversial to the state or to the church. And so we had these secret societies that flourished and at some point became the uh, political power base of future 
prime ministers, presidents of the United States, George Washington, right, for instance, 32nd degree Freemason. Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing the rise of these type of secret societies that have a very powerful occult metaphysical underpinning to them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, Sounds mystery like schools a... as well. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that that sounds good. Now, off, off air, you and I were talking about these congressional hearings on UFOs, which I think is just stupid. And, again, they're not offering anything of value, but they are talking about UFOs as a threat. And that they're claiming they don't understand how they work or who's behind it or this and that, but they do admit it's otherworldly. And the question I asked you is if you thought they were going to be setting us up for a type of blue beam fake UFO attack, but you said you did not see that. I said that last happening. year. And, and I actually yes. said it, I think, and a couple years ago, but I said it again. I don't see that. I do see a controlled disclosure event happening. However, this is all being driven by the CIA and the intelligence agencies. The reason for this is because they cannot keep a cover on this because of what is really happening that they don't want us to know about, meaning they may need to blow the lid on the matter, and they can't just shock and or us with um, – a, a, dec- a proclamation, you know, that they're here and they are a military threat and we have an ongoing conflict with them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, mm-hmm. they, you know, so they're going to um, – they're trying to do a, a, a slow, controlled disclosure process. However, I've noticed this thing is speeding up much, much faster now. And there's a reason for that, just like what's happening with the economy. The creation of Bitcoin, by the way – Right, was done secretly because the person and team that developed Bitcoin knew exactly what was really going on with the economy and created it for the bigger collapse that was coming, that just started. So they invented it in 2009 and for exactly what's happening now and into next year. It was designed for this. So they're trying to do the same thing now and get this out there because they believe within a few short years – they're going to have to make certain statements um, about a problem that's becoming uh, the plausible deniability of that problem is no longer containable. And what do you think the problem really is? I mean, we all know that extraterrestrials and multidimensionals have been here for thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. This is no surprise to people that have been in this field for a long time. So, So what is it? That I know they're trying to keep ownership of it. They're trying to act like, hey, we got this handled to a certain degree. We even have an agency for it now. <laughs> right. But what, right. Do you, what, do you think, um, where do you think the pressure is coming from that's making have, them they, disclose? They have two agencies. A few things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they have two separate agencies now. They're competing with each other, right? Before they, before they didn't <laughs> exist, a couple of years ago, in 2020, when, when, when Trump released all the data on UFOs, which really pushed the issue and did the Space Force and the response to take more control back, part of the reason he did the Space Force in, was to take control back of the UFO file and the, and the UFO and the resources that the government puts, secret government, the, the government, you know, the, the, the underworld, the black op government, 
to take control back or at least start that process. So once that came out, then they realized we really need to move forward with this. And they came up with two agencies, two competing, one within, well, I, I don't remember. They're really long names of these agencies, and it's not important here. What's important to realize is that they now um, acknowledge that there is a problem. There's a military problem that this is an issue for the military for a long time. And now in this most recent Pentagon hearing, we're starting to hear about this. Now, of course, we knew a lot about these cases, a lot of what they talked about in this recent hearing. You know, they just live streamed. They just declassified and showed us another triangular craft, right, and saying this is, this is actually from Pentagon, from the Pentagon, another new thing. We got a little more flying footage. But we were aware of majority of the national security concerns of incidents that they were having uh, with the ICBMs, right, where 10 of the nuclear ICBMs were rendered inoperable yeah. by a red craft, red glowing orb craft that was observed overhead of the nuclear, the ICBM missile base. So they recognize that now. They're telling us that. We, we, we've known this all along. Now it's more about rolling this out fast enough in order to address the bigger issue, and that has to do with one extraterrestrial race that is particularly, uh, which is hostile, which is hostile to, to humanity and to, to the Earth. So there's a number of races we have agreements with, but there's one race in particular we have um, ongoing hostilities with, and that hostility is becoming very, very problematic. Also, no the bigger which, issue as well, yeah. Which one? Which race? Does anybody um, know? Yeah, we do know based on the Reagan briefing of and um, the Reagan briefing transcript from Camp David, Maryland. This happened on March 6, 1981, and um, this is all in my group, by the way. I, we discussed this in depth, and it basically talks about um, the different groups. We actually have the transcript by uh, William Casey, the CIA director, who briefed Reagan at Camp David for two days in depth, and we. We have all the different – we don't have the name of the advisors, but we know it was Secretary Weinberger. Uh, we know Reagan was there, obviously, uh, Casey, a number of other people in the NSA. And then they – you know, so they brief from the first day. Second day, they go into the problem, and the problem has to do with this particular group. And they give them certain types of um, government code names, right, like Sectolins, oh. right? Oh. So, like they'll, they, they, you know, uh, they, they, they explain where they're from, how advanced their technology, what weapon systems they have, right? And um, that is part of the reason the United States has been to secretly fast track our technology in order to deal with this threat, because the hmm. belief is war or conflict is inevitable, just like. At the time when Reagan was briefed, they said war with the Soviet Union is inevitable, it, right? And these are the reasons. And it was good reasons for that. We didn't know that back in 1982, 81, 82, when no. it was being briefed. We knew, right? We didn't, now we know that. We know exactly what happened, which led to their collapse. Okay. The same thing, Reagan was being briefed. He says, we actually have two militaries, one military to deal with the Soviet order of battle, the 
classified deep state military, which is much more advanced, much more vast. It's got a space force of significant size and technology already been deployed since the early 60s um, to deal with the extraterrestrial order of battle. Should, right? So, uh, so anyway, yeah, this, this, was, this briefing, uh, go, you can get this, uh, you can actually go to my GTA uh, and just look up, put in Ronald Reagan or Reagan, Reagan briefing uh, in Camp David, and the, it will go into this particular group. And it's quite extensive, so I, we could just do a whole show on this one. <laughs> yeah, we may need to. We should. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I like that idea because, I mean, I'm one, now I'm thinking, well, who could it be? Is it the mantis? I mean, they're insectoids, and they're usually the ones that are the smart ones behind everything else. So that's my question. Is it the mantis that they're referring to that they think we would be at war with? I don't know. Uh, Is that what you, have you heard about They're that? a different group. That's they're not what they group. call them. We can only... Yeah, we can only go on um, what information we have here. Now, uh, they give them certain code names, right? Uh, that's not necessarily the name of their civilization. These are government code names, right? I so see. these are like operations you get read into. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, one of the things so that I was – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. So, go ahead. No, so you can read this report and maybe hopefully determine, you know, deduct something from what they're saying, but I'll tell you this, it really surprised me. I mean, I've known abductees for many years, very famous abductees like Betty Andreessen, Bob Luca, her husband, and um, had Travis Walton on the show, so many people. And I know that the the shadow government has been just following them around and, and driving them nuts with all the things that they did, you know, to to harass them and to spy on them. Just recently, William, I heard from Dr. Matthew Johnson, who's a clinical psychologist, had a Bigfoot experience a while ago, changed his life, and now has an actual relationship with the Bigfoot community. He was being spied on. He caught them spying on his property, being in his house, all kinds of things. And I'm thinking, why are they doing that? I mean, is it the same thing? Are they looking for some new technology that they can use? Why would they be doing this? I think there's an extraterrestrial connection with, I think that's... Yes, you're right, there is. Right, so they need to keep that under wraps. They cannot... Look, where do you cross the line if you're the government? Do you say, yeah, they're UFOs, they're a military problem, they've shot a few of our craft down, however, we shot a few of their craft down, reverse-engineered them, we now have this fast-track program to catch up with them technologically to take them on so we can build battle stars and all these different weapon systems in space. That's what the Space Force is really about. And by the way, those abductions, right, uh, that are happening yeah. to people, they're really happening. And, you know, there's other things that, you know, right, all of these uh, animal, animal mutilations and Bigfoot, you know, where do you stop, right? And once they let mm -hmm. this thing out, I, people are going to, wait, you said for 70 years they didn't exist. Now you tell us they do. Then you told us all these people were getting abducted or a bunch of nut jobs. Now you're telling me they're not. Right. So at what point does the government do this before people have an existential breakdown and crisis? Sort of like what they're having now with what's happening in the world, but that doesn't count, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> because it's not on CNN. It's not on CNN, oh, folks. Right. It doesn't count. 
right? Okay. Yeah. Let's get that straight. <laughs> yeah. Reality check 101. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you bring up a very valid point. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. What yeah. point where you start crossing the line and you go, well, okay. Or somebody, they, they admit some of this and they go, wait a minute. So if that's true and that's true and then it's, that's true and then this is true, then what about all these other things? You're saying they're not true? You think the government's going to say, no, that's not true. None of that stuff's true. See, because the press, the scientific community, the psychiatrist, you know, the people treating all these people who are being abducted, and they're putting them on SSRIs to deal with it, right, because aliens don't yeah. exist. Aliens don't abduct people, right? All of this would cause a paraplectic shock and breakdown of society, and they know they got to fast-track this because people got to know because they can't contain it. They don't believe they can contain this much longer. That's what I'm getting at. That's what the astrology is showing. Hmm. Well, I'm glad they can't contain it. Yeah, it's about time that they stopped having the power to contain it. I mean, I know, let's face it, everybody has a cell phone. Everybody can take a video, a photograph, a recording. So, yeah. That's true. They they can't contain that part of it. But it sounds like much more. I mean, it, it sounds like there may be some other things happening with extraterrestrials, multidimensionals, Bigfoot, whatever, contacting people directly, like Dr. Johnson, and having friendships, having relationships with them. I can't think of anything that would threaten our military more than that, than the fact that there could be a peaceful community relationship with humans and these other entities. What do you think? I agree with you. <laughs> but, you know, the empire is going to strike back. They're not going to give up so easily because there is a lot of technology and power there, and they want to continue to run the show. So this yeah. is why we are in a state, folks, of revolution. So I have to hand it to the baby boomers. I think you're a baby boomer, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I got to hand it to your generation because you really stuck it to the man between 1963 and 1973 before you all decided to go get a job and vote Republican and Democrat again. I mean, you really <laughs> stuck it to the man. You know? And that's what happened. That's fine. Yeah, everybody grows up, right, and gets on with life. But yeah. for 10 years, your generation really put themselves out there in all different ways. That's good. That could be a whole other show, right? <laughs> And, yeah. and and really transform society. They really force the issue. The Pentagon Papers, all those things I could go into. And mm -hmm. we don't have that with the millennials. Now, I have millennial clients and millennial friends, and, you know, I, have, I don't have too many, I don't have any, um, uh, what are they called, Gen Z folks, kids yet. Yeah. Uh, hopefully mm -hmm. that will happen soon. <laughs> but, but, but here's the point. They're not putting themselves out there. They are not. They're gonna have to do it because the the baby boomers, right? They're in decline. They're just too old. Mm -hmm. they, they don't got testosterone anymore. It's not mm -hmm. in them. They got they got everything. To, there's too much to lose now. But the millennials have already lost everything, and when people have already lost it, they lose it. The problem with the millennials is they're still 40 percent, 30, 40 percent, depending on what, are living at home, right? Uh, yeah. they're, 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 they're completely, right, they, they, they live at home, they don't, um, they're not buying homes, they're not having families, they're basically shutting down and living their lives off of an iPhone, or, or through an iPhone, right, yes, or, through, or through the internet, or through the web, or through, yep. or through the metaverse. And that is their solution. 
They are not rising up the way they They're need definitely to. not warriors. No. They're not warriors. No, no they're hiding. No. Yes, they're hiding. They're hiding, aren't they? Yeah. <clears throat> they're hiding. That's true. And I'm not putting them down. I, I understand why, right? But it's going to take yeah. leadership to break through this problem, through this in, 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 the, look, you need a revolution. We are in a state of revolution, but we don't have revolutionaries rising to the call of revolution. They are backing down, right, in their basements, playing video games, watching mm-hmm. Netflix, doing their crappy jobs that could never pay a mortgage ever, right? Most are moving home because the rents now are as high or higher than the mortgage. That's a big problem yeah, right, right now. Right. So Huge. they're not fighting back. They're just moving home. Yeah, taking the easy way out. Lucky, yeah. yeah, lucky parents. <laughs> yeah, and their parents understand why. They're like, well, you know, he, he does have a master's degree. He does have a Ph.D. He did go to college. Or she went, you know, they're mm-hmm. really trying, right? They're pretty smart. Mm-hmm. They're smarter than me. I don't know why they can't make any money, right? They work, full, yeah. they work two full-time jobs, and they still don't have enough money, right? But they're not fighting. Yep. That's not the mm-hmm, way mm-hmm. you can yeah. win a revolution. They're looking for a free lunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting, William. That's absolutely accurate. Yeah, an accurate assessment. And I, I don't, so I don't have know what to say when I hear that. My yeah, solution is exactly. we all need to rise up in revolution. We all, in different ways, in different capacities. We don't have to all go out in the street anymore and, you know, <clears throat> like what we see happening right now in front of the Supreme Court building, but that doesn't count, right? We, right. you know, we really need to start a revolution and each one of us will play a particular role. <clears throat> and that revolution is to bring the civilization to a level where it needs to be, not could be, not should be, not would be, but needs to be in order to have a sustainable future for humanity yeah we need that and Mm -hmm. and hopefully we can all find our place no matter our age even if we are old (laughs) we can still (laughs) dig deep and 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 speak up right i mean age doesn't have to have age doesn't have to stop us we're still back yeah, at my age, what can I do? That's what I keep thinking about. What can I do now? Well, what you could do right now is like what you're doing on your show, but get people, inspire them, lead them, drive them, lead them to the water to take action. Not just drink the water, but to dive in head first. That's what they did in the 60s. That's what needs to happen now. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. Oh, my gosh. My head is spinning. How about you ladies? (laughs) And by the way, (laughs) (laughs) the hostile ET species, according to the Reagan briefing report at Camp David, they're called the Trontoloids. The Trontoloids. They're from Epsilon Iridani. Huh. 10.5 years 10.5 10.5 light years away from us. That's too close. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> That's right. Hostile. Right. <laughs> if you think the name, it also and, sounds like Trump. 
Yeah. Well, it sounds like, I, I want to say troglodytes or something from Star Trek. I, it just reminded me of that. Yeah. But that's it's good to know. And it's interesting that they perceive them as hostiles and it will, that will someday attack us in some way, and we won't be able to... To deal with it. Well, they've already they've already had military encounters, significant military encounters with us. That was back in 1981. So I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot that has transpired since then. Yeah. So you're thinking that's what is behind this disclosure, knowing about this. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Makes sense. Very it's not helpful the only to thing, know but that. This is the this is the driving the bigger driving narrative behind it, amongst other issues as well. Because mm-hmm. one of my right. questions... We could do a whole show because... on that, right? <laughs> just on the briefing. Well, we're going to have to. We're going to have to just schedule mm-hmm. you for, like, the entire summer, <laughs> William. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. You might well, lose half uh, listeners, though. Just keep, I'm just warning you. <laughs> I doubt it. No, that's okay. We have very smart. We have a very smart audience, and uh, I think great. that they're seeing what's happening. And we, that's what we're hearing from them that they get it. So, fingers mm-hmm. crossed, more people will. For sure. Absolutely. But yeah, this has been remarkable, William. I don't know how you keep all that information in your head. It's, <laughs> it's like a walking encyclopedia of history and socio-political ideology. I mean, you, yeah, you've got it all. It's it's just so it's great to have you on the show and to listen to all of what you know and how you bring it together. It just makes so much sense. And yeah, it's scary. It's not fun in a lot of ways to know uh, that there's huge challenges that we're facing. But it's good to know them. It's it's good to open our eyes to all of this. It's Thanks safer. To you. It's safer to know. Yes. Now, thank you for that. It's, em- it's empowering it a lot, know, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Thank you. Thank yeah, you well, much. thank yeah, you, so William. I'm really excited to always be on your show. I look forward to being on, your sh- on the show in the future, especially if we talk about the Reagan briefing and all those things, because I think this is just going to get much mm-hmm. more intense, much more exciting this summer. I think this summer we're all going to be like just in, well, it, it, up the ante. Yeah. It's oh, my gosh. Be, well, we're going to yeah. schedule you right away. So we'll be back in touch. And thank you so much. <laughs> Unfortunately, great. we've run out of time. But everybody, you can catch William again on Jerry Will's show, Expedition TV. And you can have a full night in, of listening to William and his wisdom. William, thanks again so much. Really appreciate it. You're, you're very oh, welcome, William. Great, William. Thanks for having me again. It was a, it was a great time. Oh, thank you. Okay, everybody, we'll see you next week for another great show. Until then, see you on the Blue Highway. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.